Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Pastor Chase, and I'm going to be bringing you the devotion for August 29th. It's a Saturday morning. I hope you guys are doing really, really well. We are in my my second week of this mini-series called Mic Drop, where we're looking at definitive statements from Christ. Statements that, that really merit more attention. Statements that, that can change our life and offer us new life. Statements that, that we hope will make you fall in love with the gospel and the word of God. Last Saturday, we looked at the, the mic drop statement from Christ on the cross where he gave up his life and said, it is finished. This wasn't the first mic drop statement Jesus has said. It's definitely not the last, but probably the most profound, um, definitely the most meaningful for us. John 19, it is finished. This was last Saturday, the culmination of God's plan. It is finished, where he talked about, it is finished, our battle over sin it is finished really Mary's narrative in the Gospel of John, and it is finished really the, the whole Gospel of John and this whole water narrative and theme that he sprinkled throughout the Gospel. Jesus, really quick recap last week, Jesus gives us his best and takes on our worst. That is, it is finished. This week, another great mic drop statement, and these are just, these are the greatest hits. These, this is great. This is also from the Gospels in Luke 4, the mic drop statement, it is written, right? So he just drops the mic, it is written. Let's read this Luke 4, 1 through 13. It's Jesus when he was tempted in the desert, it is written, is what it says. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will be all yours. Jesus once again answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil then led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus answered, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune Time. Luke had just finished, or b- before we get to Luke 4, Luke had just finished telling us that Jesus had, had come from Adam. He was baptized and, and Jesus was recognized as appointed by God to do a mighty work. Gabriel actually tells Mary in Luke 1, he will be great and called the son of the most high. And I, I want to table that thought just for a moment. The Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. So Jesus has very high expectations here. And we spent the first four chapters of Luke hearing and learning Jesus' backstory, his origin story. And now we get to see what his life actually has become, the, the fruit of his ministry. What is going to happen to Jesus? And the first thing Jesus does after his public baptism is fast for 40 days in the desert by himself. This, this culmination of expectation and promise in the baptism and he goes and by himself and doesn't eat for 40 days. It's a fascinating 13 verses that we just read. And really it illuminates us in this very personal time in the life of Christ. And the mindset of Jesus, the gravity of his calling in the heart of a Savior. Now listen, who are the main characters of the story? We see two. We see Jesus and, 
And as it says here, uh, the evil one. There's no disciples. There's no firsthand experience. Luke is telling this story because Jesus himself told the story. And this is a very intimate, I mean, talk about insecurities, talking, talk about like what, what you struggle with, what you're tempted with. Jesus here, we see what Jesus is tempted with. Maybe throughout the rest of his ministry journey. We, I, I don't know. We know right now he is. This is a very intimate moment that Jesus has and he shares with his disciples. I think church, that's a lesson there in accountability. It's a lesson there in community. And that's not even the main point of it is written. That, that, that's a freebie for us right now. The value that we have in accountability and community. There are no other players in this story. At some point, Jesus told his disciples this intimate experience, showing vulnerability and honesty. And I have to think we have to like think about that lesson as we read through this Luke 4 here. But this mic drop statement, it is written. Uh, here Jesus is tempted by the evil one three unique times in which Jesus responds the same mic drop statement. It is written and he ends it with it is said because the evil one used the mic drop statement. It is written. Uh, this mic drop statement is used to combat temptation um, and the evil one. It's used to eradicate the devil and overcome trials. It's used to proclaim truth in a twisted narrative that the devil uses to try to distort and, and kind of gaslight Jesus. Jesus responds, it is said, it is written. This mic drop statement beckons us to use it as well. This mic drop statement, it is written, is one that we can boldly declare in the face of uncertainty, doubt, temptation, lies, and fear. This story shows us that Jesus is human and it's comforting and it should allow us to boldly declare this mic drop statement even more so because we're tempted with the same lies that Jesus hears here. Lies that quicker is easier. Lies to win people with lack of, of a sincerity and to win people with material things. Lies that you're better than everyone else. Lies that you deserve. This. Those, those are lies that we hear and that we process and internalize and struggle with in different ways and shapes and forms every single day. And, and, and church, listen, we can respond in the very same way that Jesus did with it is written. Jesus, before beginning his public ministry, must conquer the evil one at the most intimate level before moving to continue to God's work. Um, and, and I think we see here like what we do in our intimate lives, like that matters. Um, if Jesus failed here, what would be the point of carrying on? Um, and, and I think that that can speak to us. What we do behind closed doors when no one else notices, when no one else sees, like what we do then matters as it did so here with Christ. As, as it did so here with Christ. Christ persevered. He held strong. He, he held the word of God in his heart and was able to use and recall um, to combat the evil one. It is written. Mic drop. It is written. Uh, Turn stone into bread. Uh, man shall not live on bread alone. Deuteronomy 8.3. Um, lie to worship me and, and the world will be yours. The mic drop. It is written. There is no compromise. There's no easy way. God is God. That's in Deuteronomy 6, 13 and 10, 20. Um, and finally, the third one, do sensational things for your honor and your glory. And the mic drop here is, uh, no, do not put the Lord your God to the test for your gain. Deuteronomy 6, 16. Listen, Jesus knew scripture. He knew exactly where to turn uh, where to, and how to redirect his thoughts. He knew exactly how to combat lies and combat Temptation And church, listen, we can overcome sin and temptation. Jesus shows us the formula. 
hope is not lost. And that's the encouraging thing that Jesus in all of his humanity, as he was fully man and fully God, was able to overcome temptation when he was the most vulnerable, when he was hungry, when he was tired, when he was lonely. Jesus said, no, it is written. And he held tight and true to the word of God stored in his heart. Deuteronomy 6, 6 and Psalm 119 tells us about storing the word of God in your heart. Um, to find rest, 23, Psalm 23, to find rest in the word of God. And then Paul in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18 tells us this. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so you can take on your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, Side note, it will come. At the end of that, Luke, that passage in Luke, it says he returned at an opportune time. Jesus was tempted more than just there. And Paul tells us here, when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, and with you can, you, you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. Church, listen. It is finished and it is written. Rejoice in these truths. Uh, store these truths in your heart. And may these truths be on your lips when you feel the evil one tempting you and trying to beat you down. Say no. It is written. Hope you guys have a wonderful week. I can't wait to worship with you tomorrow. It's going to be fun. God bless you all. And I'll see you next Saturday or tomorrow and next Saturday.